Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. We are back. I'm so proud of us. Tonight wow, was... I was not ready for this to start so fast. Good. I wanted it to really capture like <clears throat> us like the disorganization. No, us first seeing <laughs> each other and having like our full first like experience, like because like in New Hampshire, it was like we could walk in and then like pretty much start recording right away before we said anything. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do that this time. And I'm proud of us for making it an, uh, over an hour later than I intended. So um, am I, because I almost canceled. <gasps> I was I, very close to I know, being I thought like, you were going to, honestly. I was very close to, to it just because I'm, I'm it's tired late. and yeah. yeah. So for our we're viewers gonna... at home, it is 935 Eastern standard time for us starting this. I told Emily originally that we could start at 830 or earlier but in true new york city fashion the train <laughs> had a different idea um today uh someone uh in a brooklyn train stop got hit by a subway and i i'll be completely honest when i used to live here that would annoy the fuck out of me i would be like this is so inconvenient how dare that you know <coughs> excuse me <coughs> and tonight i was like really sad and i i actually took a moment with God to like pray and be like, oh, I hope this person's okay. Not everyone who gets hit by a train is like, it's fatal. Not all of them are fatal. Um, so um, my thoughts, my thoughts and prayers go out to that person, uh, but <laughs> uh, no. So I was just like, oh, well, oh my God, I forgot. Ugh, I have to go, hold on. Anyway, so I waited on the train forever, got home over an hour later, have not eaten dinner because I was going to say I need to eat and then we'll get on. But I knew if I said I need to eat and then we'll get on, you'd be like, OK, well, let's just not get on. Oh, yeah, I was definitely going to cancel if you did that. Yeah. So I did not do that. Give me. Uh, well, for, hold on. I'll be right back. I forgot something. OK, say something. Talk about talk about something that I don't need to hear. Hold on. I don't know how many things there are for me to talk about that you don't need to hear. Um, when the when he told me that the person got hit by the train, my first thought was like, that happens. And then I was like, obviously that happens. But it is just something that I have never heard uh, a, a first person account of. It's something that you more of like hear about or like read about or whatever and I was like wow people do get hit by trains yep. like that is a real thing Very and I remember right. being in being in the subway there and like I've been in the subway in Boston before and they're um almost exactly the same even though you think that they are different but the T train in Boston is like the same as the subway in New York just like I would say maybe a little less uh crazy but it's the same concept same like confusing bullshit that sure. like you only know if you know <laughs> yeah. um but the subway stations in new york gave me a much more like nervous feeling than the the subways in boston and i was like okay we're gonna stand as far away from the edge of the of the platform as possible <laughs> because I was just like if you fall in here you'll die yeah I remember being really young 
in Boston in the, in the tea station, because like when I was little, my parents used to take us down there. My dad works in Boston almost every day. So he knows like Boston and stuff. And we used to go down there like for a little weekend or whatever. And the first time we were on the train, like in the train station, or I should say the tea station, cause there's a real train station in Boston too. Um, he was like telling us about how the it the rail is electric so like if you fall in there and you and you touch the wrong rail like you get fried and we were just like oh yeah the third rail we're just like okay we will never we're never going in there because like in movies people are always like walking down the the train subway tracks and stuff and it's like yeah nope Nope. (laughs) that is not it yeah (laughs) Can okay. you, um, can you hear me? Okay. Do I sound good Absolutely. to you? Yeah. Okay. I need to like mark on my table where the microphone goes. Like, uh, what do they call it in acting? Like the stage marking? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> put a little X where the microphone goes. Yeah. I am. I had to run inside because I bought coconut oil because I'm bleaching my hair tomorrow and I wanted to put it on while we were talking and I forgot to grab it so then I had to grab it and now I'm good so I don't know what's happening but you keep lagging and cutting out oh no do you think that's on the yeah I do um do you want to stop the recording and and check it and we can start over yeah I'll just put the full thing in Audacity, and if they, if it lags in the beginning, it lags in the beginning. Yeah, whatever. It's just I didn't want it to, to lag through the whole, the whole thing. thing, and then yeah, I, uh, and then uh, and Is I was that like, what I sounded uh, like? Oh. yeah, it was like really, it was laggy. It was not good. It sounded like the robot voice that it does too. You know. How long did I sound like that? Um. I don't know, maybe a minute. I said oh, it, okay. I let you lag for a minute because I was like, maybe it will stop. And then when it kept going is when I said something. Okay, cool. Um, so we're back. Okay, so update with me really quick. I'm recording from outside um, because um, I wanted to. So if you hear any uh, random uh, New York City sounds, it's because I'm sitting outside. It doesn't sound like you're outside. That's it good. sounds like it sounds like you're in a in a room. Well, that's I think because my gain is all the way down because we learned that last time. Um, so talk um, to me. How are you? Hi, check in. What's up? Hi, hello. Um, I'm good. There, there's a lot of um stress going on right now, but it's not my own personal stress. So I'm trying really hard to uh not take that on as my own but it's very difficult because it's people that are very close to me. And when people who are very close to me are like in distress or upset or whatever, my first instinct is like, how can I, how can I fix this? Um, So I have been doing my best to just kind of like stand by and be a listening ear and provide like, you know, suggestions and stuff when and where I can but to also make sure that I remain removed enough from the situation that like I myself am not feeling the stress and reminding myself that like, this is not um, my problem, basically. (laughs) Uh, Not to have it sound like 
bad or anything and not like, oh, that's not my problem in that kind of way. But like, these are things that I don't need to take on as my own and things that I don't need to hold on to and feel like if they were mine. Um, so continuing to remind myself of that and, um, just, you know, be supportive where I can be objective, where I can try to point out things in like an outsider point of view and just help and support in that way. Um, so there's, that's going on. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It, it, it comes with, um, the field that I work in. Most of it's at, at work and, uh, there are a lot of changes what? going on. Oh yeah, I know. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Shocker dude. Um, there are a lot of changes going on at work right now that may not be necessarily external changes that are going, they're, they're not going to affect anyone or anything. They're more of internal changes that, um, we as people have a hard time adjusting to, sure. and especially we as drug addicts and alcoholics have a seriously hard time adjusting to, uh, we don't like change. We don't like when things are, are different than we think that they're supposed to be. Um, and so just trying to work through that in a productive manner. And I of course have, you know, change going on in my life too, where I just stepped into this new position and like learning how to do that and learning how to communicate with, uh, my essentially like new boss and like, um, getting closer with some of the other employees in the company. And it's, it's been going really well so far. Um, there's some changes coming along for me, like that are coming up that I'm nervous about, but I'm not going to talk about on here yet. Uh, once it, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) no, uh, uh, that is a thought. Okay. So the way that you feel about houses is how I feel about pregnancy. I just, I immediate uh, gasp. Yes. Immediate, just shock. I can't, I can't even fathom taking care of a child. I cannot even, it doesn't even compute in my brain, (laughs) uh, taking care of a child. It just, I, I'm really excited. So my sister's getting married in November and I'm like fine about the wedding. Like I'm excited, but like, not like I am excited about her getting pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> but that's also not like I don't have to take care of that being I just get yeah. to be its uncle which I'm very excited about um the thought of myself being pregnant right now um besides <laughs> the fact that it's not physically possible but um like the concept of that I know I, I like I'm giving it like five to seven years mm-hmm. before I really make any type of decision like that I'm thinking like uh, at least a couple years, um, but I have no idea. Uh, as of right now, um, I it, uh, allegedly can't get pregnant for like five years. So that's that's great. Perfect. Just what okay. I want. <laughs> Sign me up. Okay. Um, so yeah, so pregnancy, lots of change going on kids. In life. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my pet 
So this month is Ronan's birthday month. The whole month is his birthday because nobody knows when he was born. So the entire month of October is my little baby is a year old at some point in time. So that's exciting. And also like makes me sad. You're not having a party for him. I really want to. I really want to. I really, really want to. Um, But other people have had the same reaction. Brendan was like, we're not having a party for the dog. Yeah. And uh, I was like, but I want to have a party for the dog. I didn't have all his friends come and lots of donuts and treats and he can poop all over the floor for a month after but it'll be good because we're gonna celebrate his birthday but no unfortunately um we will not be having a party he's very sad yeah i'm sure it's really emotionally wrecking him he's very sad that this human (laughs) concept is not being applied to a dog who has no concept (laughs) of what the concept is yes you're right i'm i can't believe that he's a year old i mean why are you I can, sad that he's a year old? Well, because he's, I mean, he's still a little baby, but he's not a little baby anymore. Little and baby. I was like holding him the other day, the way that I used to hold him when I first got him. And I was like, oh my God, you're big. You're not a little, a little poop anymore. <laughs> he's a big poop. He's a big old <laughs> shit. He looks at me when I say that because he knows that I'm talking about him. Um he but yeah, so it's, I know he just gave me the dirtiest look, dude. He's like, fuck you. I'm moving out. I'm taking my toys and I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my little baby turns one supposedly this month. Nobody really knows, but that's what we're going to go with. Um, the birthday that I put on all his paperwork was two days ago. So the 11th, um, whatever i don't have a birth certificate so it's fine um <laughs> what else do i have there was something else that i feel like i wanted to to mention but i have no idea what it was i've had a very a very um calm week this week like there hasn't been i have not had things to do for the past like two day three days I have I called Brendan earlier he was like coming home from work and then going to the gym with one of his friends and and uh was like yeah if you want to go to the gym just like go because we usually go together mm-hmm. and so today he was like if you're if you want to go to the gym just go because I'm going to go with my buddy and I was like okay I didn't end up going to the gym and I'm just like sitting around and I called him and I was like hi are you, are you at the gym? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, so you're coming home before you go to the gym. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I actually don't really know why I'm calling you and asking you this because it doesn't matter. It it literally doesn't matter. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just bored. So (laughs) (laughs) I could not relate to something less right now. I could not relate less. I have had, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, well, like this weekend is busy, but just like 
the past few days has really been a lull in my in my week and my week so this is probably the least busy week that i've had in a while and um it's weird it's it's nice but it's it's weird i don't i'm like what where are where what's going on <laughs> so i have mean? the opposite experience um <laughs> where it's like I, so much is going on that i'm like am i gonna fall apart maybe um but <laughs> but i will say um so recording last week uh kind of put things in perspective number one still like so grateful for everyone who actually listens like when people texted me being like, oh, I can't believe it's back or like, oh, I'm so happy or I listened to the episode. I was just like, what? Like it still kind of throws me for a loop that people like show up, um, which I guess all they have to do is like turn their phone on. But you know what I mean? Like it's still, it's still very cool to me. But kind of spending the full episode just miserable. Um, yeah. Kind of just it's that whole concept of like when you say it out loud it becomes so much more real like I I don't know I just got to listen back to it and be like wow I don't want to be him um yeah you know and like oh I love that what it's really coming up as is like the wording that I've been putting to it recently too has been like my physical sobriety is great my emotional sobriety is all over the place um which makes sense because I'm facing emotional triggers that were absent in New Hampshire. Like there is not Chelsea. There's nothing like Chelsea, Manhattan, uh, in New Hampshire. There's not neighborhoods of the like picture perfect six pack abs guys, just all walking around in one neighborhood. <laughs> like there is here, you know, and like the, that's wild. The that's dating, a thing. Oh, that's yeah. a thing there. Yeah. Are they all gay? Yeah. So it's like a little gay little spot. Yeah. Where well, everyone it's not is, little, it's is pretty big. It's where like, everybody is gay and perfect. Yes. I want to go there. Okay, next topic. So uh-huh. um so like entering that world and entering the dating world here and the sexual world here, like it's just it's testing me in ways that New Hampshire never could and was yep. one of the reasons why I moved here, but um, 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 you know, sitting in New Hampshire, I had much, I had very high hopes for how I was going to handle it. And, you know, depending on what day it is, depends on how I handle it. But in general, okay, so there's a lot to be grateful for, obviously, always. But um, when I walk, so when I used to walk around the city, I would like see hot, attractive men and I'd be like, oh my God, they're so hot. I'm so ugly. I should just kill myself. And like that tape played over and over and over and over yeah. and over in my head. So that doesn't happen anymore. So that's huge. Like there has been like huge improvement, but the way that I'm using, what? Is it always the but? But the way that I'm using boys uh, for, you know, fulfillment just doesn't feel good. Like I have a barometer of what feels right and serene and beautiful and what feels self and disgusting and difficult and you know, I've been leaning into it a little bit too much. Um, Yeah. And 
it's one thing to be sexual and and talking to boys and whatnot and do it from a place of like I am whole and I'm adding this on top of myself um yeah. and then there's like uh not being whole and adding things into your hole to feel whole like it just like, <laughs> doesn't um it just in like it's like so obvious but like it's such a fine line but the thing is it's like I get so black or white thinking like drugs and alcohol were like this isn't serving me throw it out throw it yeah. out the window and never pick it back up again well I can't yeah, because... do that with things like oh sorry no I was just gonna say yeah because of the the mess that that made yeah but like I can't do that with drugs or <laughs> I can't do that with food I can't do that with boys like and that's the thing is I go back and forth between these like extreme deprivation like throw it all out. Don't even look at it, get yourself right. And then I get myself right. And then I start layering it back in and I fall into these holes again. So it's like just showing myself some grace, you know, but again, so like the one thing I love about this podcast and one thing I love about having people in recovery who are in my network is like, there's only so many times I can talk about something before I'm like willing to take some action around it. Um, and so, yeah, since last week I've been doing just a little bit more like harder work. Like I started reading a book that I've been wanting to read about um, like codependency issues. Uh, and I already just a few pages in, like there are just things of like reframing. Um, and like, for instance, like seeing these difficult times as a teacher, like it's so, uh, it's so obvious, but it's like until someone like fucking just like point blank tells me something like that, I forget things like that. Like I get caught in the misery that I'm in. And then I'm like, I'm broken. I did this to myself. It's all my fault. I'm powerless, like blah, blah, blah. But like seeing these, uh, these as growth opportunities, seeing them as teachers, seeing them as like a time in my life that I literally asked for, like I asked for these challenges, but now that they're difficult and in my lap, I'm like, mm, I don't want this. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And, and it sounds like a lot of like self-pity too. What? Right. Like, like sitting in self-pity. Who would think of that as a, that. A, a drug addict in self-pity, dude? I would what? never do that. You don't know what? me. You don't know <laughs> this man. So have you, as- uh, 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 have you ever um you should look into coda oh no okay so that's <laughs> <laughs> no well that's the um the other thing is that i have been yeah so i went to um i went to a meeting of something brand new this past week and learned a lot uh, but figured also out that I'm unwilling to put in some of the work that that would require right now. I'll be honest where I'm at right now is I don't want to be on sex apps, but I'm willing to be on dating apps and I'm not willing to change that right now. And you're all just gonna have to get over that. Um, but I do mm-hmm. what once you, well, I was just, once you get in enough pain, you'll get over that. Well, I think, maybe maybe i won't hit pain maybe i can handle this if i do it in spiritual ways so what else am i doing is um 
I actually, big news, had my first therapy appointment today. I got a therapist. Can you um, hear me clapping? Yes, I could. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. He was like, at the end of the session, he was like, so how is this for you? I was like, I don't know. I would talk to anyone. So this doesn't really feel like anything new to me. <laughs> oh my like, God. It doesn't. Like, I, like, do I feel connected to this person after one session? No, because I would fucking tell the grocery teller my drug trauma and my sex trauma and things like that. Like, I'm so not, like, sharing is not yeah your problem yeah. yeah so um and plus I'm like overthinking the whole thing I'm like oh he's just in this for the money and he just wants to you know well you know like all the you know what's stuff. you know what's crazy is when I like first saw my therapist my thoughts was like he's he's just gonna therapy me and like I know everything because yeah, of I I, I know everything about therapy and and I, and I'm like making up all these reasons and being like I'm gonna I'm not gonna let him therapy me and then I'm like then why are you going why are you here to therapy yeah Emily? <laughs> and why are you doing this he asked me one question about my um like childhood and I was like oh I know where you're going with this like in my head like uh, of course my therapist is asking me about my childhood um yeah so eventually we'll you get over it though We'll see. I already scheduled another one with him for next week. Uh, yeah, good. So it's getting. Whoa. whoa. Okay. Eventually, you'll get to a point where, like, you. So when I first started seeing my therapist, it was uncomfortable, and I was like, "This isn't gonna work." And I had all these like negative, uh, like conceptions that I made up in my head, and. Uh, I just kept going and just like kept doing it at the suggestion of someone very close to me. And now I would say almost, well, yeah, almost two years later, um, he is still my therapist and uh, therapy is phenomenal. And I, and I look forward to it. Um, so I would, if I could give you a suggestion on this, it would be to just keep going. And then after like, three or four sessions if you're not feeling it then look for someone else but it's always weird at the beginning yeah and i i i like a lot of what he stands for i like a lot of his credentials i like a lot of i like it also i really have no reason to not go um but i can come up with a million reasons to not go oh yeah of course none of them are like actually good reasons but yeah. we can always come up with a thousand reasons to not do everything <laughs> yeah yeah that is true i have many problems i think we all one have many problems had, one of them being that i had to move into my apartment because there's some very loud noise outside so now i'm like in the middle of this is so yeah. Arnold um, is very me. happy that you're inside yeah um all right so shall we we shall would you we like shall. to um so gracefully introduce our topic tonight yeah of course I would <laughs> so if I ever had a doubt that whether my higher power was real or not this this <laughs> this bag tech consistently shows me that there is a power greater than myself in this world. So the topic for tonight, this evening, is 
dealing with negativity <laughs> uh-huh. my jaw uh-huh. hit the freaking floor when I read that I was like you've got to be fucking kidding me um, <laughs> but it also makes sense because it's literally what I'm like going through right now and um you know thinking about like talking on it tonight like it's the same way I felt about season one like if I'm gonna talk on something I have to also do it because it's like yeah I don't want to listen to this podcast and be like I'm such a fucking disgusting phony you know yeah yep um so I have a question for you to start which is what hmm how do I want to say this okay the way I'm thinking about is there's two ways to talk about this and there's two different conversations I want to have which is outward negativity and then inward negativity yes yes so I was thinking about this earlier and I was like okay I wonder I wonder which way like we're gonna go obviously we're gonna go both ways oh my god um but I was like because there's in like how do I deal with it with myself and how do I deal with it with other people and they are both um good discussions I think yeah I agree So talk to me about, let's start with external. How do you identify that something is negative for you? Um, External things. uh, The way that it makes me feel. The way Uh, you make me feel. I'm a firm believer in like, if something is not serving me, I don't want it. Um, And if something is, is like consistently and not just like, once or twice but like a consistent thing where like I'm I'm getting this negative feeling or the the situation keeps happening the person keeps complaining about the same thing or like all, just all the time like it doesn't have a good attitude or whatever that looks like my I I um it's become like a natural reaction for me to be like, this is not um, what I want. I will not deal with this. I don't want this, especially if I try to. um, So I very much like to try and be positive. So I would consider myself a realist, not an optimist and not a pessimist, just like a realist. realist. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I like to try and bring an air of positivity to things, especially when like, you know, people are upset or they have stuff going on or like whatever. And when the person is just completely unreceptible on not recept, what is the word that I'm trying to use? Not receptible does not receive that when the person does not receive that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, like over and over, it just like, I can't, I can't do it. And I won't, I won't do it because it's, it's not something that I need. It's not something that's going to serve me. And if I have given my like best effort to help and to help improve the situation and and nothing is changing, then I'm not going to stick around for that show. Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Is this a skill you've always had? Um, I would say like if you cut the part of my life out where I was in a despairing addiction. (laughs) So like prior to that, I would say yes. Um, I just like 
if something I'm, I'm very black and white, right? If something is causing you upset, something is causing you sadness, pain, hurt, anger, irritation, any sort of like, um, emotion that is often perceived as negative over and over and over again, like maybe it's time to, to rethink that thing and, and see like, why isn't this serving me? Like, am I doing what I can to help this? And if the answer is yes, and it's not changing like that, like nothing is happening, then maybe it's time to walk away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, because some people like misery loves company. And if the, the person is not willing to try and work out of that misery, then I'm all set. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want that. I don't need that. That's not where I'm trying to live. That's not where I'm trying to be. That's not where I I'm trying to have my head at. Like, of course, there are things in life that are unavoidable that make you upset, that make you feel some type of way. Right. But when everything is that thing, I'm good mm-hmm, with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm good mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So um, I, sorry. No, I was going to say, what, what is your, no, I was going to say, what is your, it's like normal. It's like we're together (laughs) forever. Um, no, I was just going to say, what is your, like, what are you, what are your thoughts, sir? Cause what I'm hearing from you is what we've talked about in the past, especially in the magic episode about intuition. Like there is that intuitive feeling and feeling very connected. And as an empath, like feeling like, feeling like I'm feeling the emotions of the people around me, things like that. So I definitely get that. I, um, I, I don't, I used to, I, <laughs> what do I want to say? Okay. I like, uh, uh, I used to love negativity. Like, love I can it. so see that you are like, my drama queen. Like if I like nothing, nothing bonds a group together more than a common hatred and if i can find that hatred and just just pick at it and get us <laughs> all to just like just i live in it i we're living here now <laughs> i loved it i love finding you know but the thing is is that i also for a very long time and still can very much let external negativity uh, bleed into the internal. Yeah, um, like taking on people's negativity. What you talked about in your check-in, like I can take on people's stuff. And so, I when do I identify that something outside of me is negative? It's it it is it is a feeling. It is like it's also like I'll hear things. And okay, so my old habits are like people pleasing and like wanting to fit in with the people around me. So if someone else is negative about something, like I'll be negative about it. Like, even if I'm not, like, I'll just like go along with it. And like, I can talk about anything um, and act like I mean it. So, but (laughs) like now what it is, is like when negativity comes my way, like I have to sometimes like stop and be like, is this how I feel? Because sometimes I do feel like the negative negatively or, 
But then sometimes I'm just like, wait, this person is just negative and I'm positive. I don't, well, and I just don't, I'm not resonating with that. You know what I mean? Like, or, or the other thing is like, if it's time to be negative and I need to vent, but then like, we're going too far. Like, well, also there's a difference though, between like being negative and, and needing to vent. I agree. Like, like everyone needs to vent. That is like a human need to like complain about things and be upset about things. But I think it turns into being negative when like everything is a problem and everything is a complaint and like, there's no solution for everything and everything is, is terrible and horrible forever. And the, and then thinking about like what it was like before too, is like, I sought out I kind of sought out negative things because if something was negative, then I needed a solution to it. And my solution was like to get high or drink or whatever. So, oh yeah, of course the excuse. So that always worked for me, but yeah, now it's just, it really is like, and you know what? It really is indicative of like where I'm resonating at. Like, am I being attracted to negativity? Like if people are gossiping or if, or if people are in upset moods and I'm like, oh yeah, let's just be upset together. Or it's yeah. like, am I listening with, with, you know, compassion and tolerance and, and not, not feeding on it. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. Uh, and then another big one is like, when I want to talk shit, like when I want to contribute to being in negative places, like, uh, because like, I, you know, I very much today, like do and give people a suggestion. Like, if you don't like the conversation that's happening, you can just walk away. Like, I don't have to necessarily tell you guys, like, guys, we should like not be like talking like this. Cause like no one likes a hall monitor, but at the same time, like I'm the hall monitor at the same time, like you could just walk away from it. Um, or you could change the subject, things like that. But it's definitely like, it is an internal feeling, but that being said, which bleeds right into the next like the other side of this conversation is like internal negativity because when I have in the past and still can think negatively about self and towards self it makes me attracted to negative people and situations like like you said misery loves company so when I'm feeling like shit about myself when I'm getting negativity from the external, sometimes I'm like attracted to it in the way of like, oh, I want to be around this because it's how I feel on the inside anyway. So like, let me just um, live in it. Just yeah, bathe like, in this. Like coming down to like, I, what is my worth? Like I am worth being miserable. So I'm going to perpetuate that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like allowing myself to stay in spaces, in conversations, in behaviors in wow this is kind of what I could be doing right now like I'm allowing myself to sit in this negativity because I don't want to put in the very hard work that it takes to get get towards positivity my natural instinct is to be like negative depressive down you know bitch towards self and towards others yeah Um, and so learning so much about the beginning of recovery was like learning uh, the beginning of recovery was like identifying like wow you treat yourself like a piece of shit if you stopped doing that you'd probably stop doing drugs and slowly but surely time after time building it more and more becoming someone who treats themselves with worth and respect 
because my my internal nature is permanently set to negative permanently like that's terrible it's i know i would say it's in remission more and i've like learned how to turn the dial but i have to learn i have to turn that dial every single day because i permanently sit at negativity internally so would you say you're in recovery (laughs) i wish they could see my face i wish people could see your face (laughs) so how do you respond what do you think about internal negativity um internal negativity is is hard for me so So hard I'm, I am getting better at recognizing it, but a lot of the time it it's brought to my attention by other people, or it's brought to my attention, um, because I, well, I guess because I feel like wrong, like I'm in a place right now where when I, when I start to feel like that, my, like something in my brain is like some, like something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like we need to, to figure out what is going on here. And I, I, um, have come into this way of life of, of trying to be, uh, like solution based with everything. Mm -hmm. So when I think of, of being negative, I think of like having negative thoughts about things, having negative thoughts about people, like negative thoughts about myself and like my, as of right now, general like thought pattern with that is that these things come up. And then the first thing that my brain wants to do is like figure out how to fix that. So it's like what I was talking about earlier, um, with everything that's going on in my life and the people around me right now is that my first instinct is like, fix this. Like we need to fix this. We don't want to feel like this, fix it. And I talk about myself in the, we, like I'm more than one person. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it's like having that thought of like, how can I fix this when it comes to internal negativity and myself feeling, um, either poorly about myself or poorly about something that's going on in my life or wanting to complain or, you know, side note when even like, a, even like early in recovery, I love to complain. Oh my I God. Think, it's one of my favorite things. I think that, uh, one time when I, when I checked into rehab, <laughs> I think so for those of you who have never been to rehab before when you get there they go through this thing and they do what's called like an intake and whatever and they ask you a whole bunch of questions one of the questions that they ask you is what are your hobbies and my answer Stop. was don't say complaining oh my God. <laughs> because I just I loved to complain And then I would like turn it around and be like, listen, I'm not complaining. I'm just making a statement. Like it's just a statement. It's not a complaint. It's just like really what's going on. And a lot of the time that is true. A lot of the time it's true. Like I am making statements about things that are going on, but the way that I'm making them makes them negative Mm -hmm. instead of like talking about what's happening and then trying to turn it around into a positive of like, okay, what can I turn this into? How can I work on this with myself? Like, like 
what can I do to, to try and turn this thought around from being some negative thing about myself to being something that's like, okay, how can we fix this? Mm -hmm. Um, and very much trying to it just, just turn that around because like I said, I love to complain and I used to love to just sit in self-pity and sit in negativity and sit in like, I can't do this or I am this or I'm that or the worst and blah, 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 all the negative self-talk and try to turn that around and either like, I'm not quite at the place where I can have those thoughts and immediately turn them into something positive, but I'm at the place where I can have those thoughts and like shut it down in my brain sure. be like, okay, we are having these thoughts and we're going to stop thinking about them now. And we're going to think about something else, mm -hmm. like change the subject. Like you were saying in, in conversation with people that are being negative, it's like in conversation with myself in my brain, <laughs> yep. myself is like, okay, we're going to talk about something else now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like, as far as I've gotten so far, which is a magnificent improvement from you know, just sitting the there and, and yeah, just sitting there and, and feeding into that and perpetuating that. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, we're working towards, we're working towards positive self-talk, but it's, it's difficult. Some days are easier than others. And this is another thing with me is I go very, like very up and down. Um, when I was up younger, down, up and down, go, you know, what's up. <laughs> When I was younger, and I talked about this on here before, I think I had like a major problem where I thought I was the greatest fucking person on planet Earth. And mm -hmm. like, everybody wants to be my friend, your boyfriend wants to sleep with me, like I am God's gift to you. And I'm going to act like it so that you know that. Um, but really behind that was, well, sometimes was a lot of like self-hatred and self-pity, but I can honestly say that most of the time I really felt like that. I really felt like that. Um, and I kind of forgot where I was going with this, but oh, through addiction and like through the things that I went through um, with that, like the relationship that I was in and all of that really, um, kind of like smashed that for me and turned it into the complete opposite of like you are the worst person that has ever walked this right. earth and um like you're a disappointment to everyone and like what all of these just not real things like both ends of the spectrum the i'm the greatest and the i'm the worst neither one of them is real <laughs> and neither <laughs> and of them I'm, serve you Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now I'm trying to find the happy medium um, with the negative self-talk and the negative thinking. And like sure. That's a lot so of that really, a lot of that really comes from other people too, because when I, I'm very vocal about things as I'm sure, <laughs> you know, and anybody, anybody who listens to this, that really knows me, um, knows that I'm very vocal about things and I have people who will tell me like, what are you doing? Or like, 
present me with solutions or whatever that looks like. Um, so it's a lot of accountability by people that are close to me. Yeah. And then a lot of just work in my own brain of like recognizing those thoughts and trying to at this time steer away from them, not turn them around because that's a big step, but at least move away from it. Interesting. Yeah. Cause what I'm sitting here thinking about too, is that, so like thinking of like the solution to this for me, like how do I deal with negativity? Well, for me, it starts it starts with the network that I'm willing to surround myself with. Like it, it's identifying first being able to identify when something is negative. Yeah. But also just like, how much of this am I going to allow in my space? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, this actually isn't serving me. I don't, I don't need this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. and not in a way of like, then making it negative being like well fuck you and fuck you you know i don't need this shit but it's very just like like i'm thinking of um somewhere i used to work and that the person who i used to work for was very inherently um negative (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to be careful um and you know for a while I was able to be like, you know, this, I was able to identify why this job was still serving me in my life and what I was doing. But it just then after a few months, it just got to a point where I was like, no, no, like this isn't, you know, whatever. It's just not reflecting what I want internally, because then that's the other thing is that First of all, I have to also be able to, there's so many layers to this. Yeah, so I have to, it's like a wedding cake that you never wanted. Oh my God, I always want wedding cake. <laughs> um, but not if it's chocolate, literally fuck that. Oh, How I like depressing it is when there's chocolate like a beautifully with- iced cake and it looks so delicious and they cut it out. And before, before they even get a slice out, but the knife comes out and there's black crumbs on it. I'm like, how could you do this? (laughs) Why world? (laughs) So there's then the layer of, so being able to identify when external things are being negative and in my space, but then it's also that what I kind of said earlier, like how much work am I doing on correcting my internal negative space? Because if I'm allowing my internal space to be negative, I'm going to allow a lot of my external space to be negative. Yeah. Like they, when, they both directly affect each other, each other. At, like at the same time and at different times altogether. So when I was <laughs> treating my, when I viewed myself as literal garbage that is when I allowed people to uh, let me overdose in front of them and then move my body off to the side and not, and not be able to tell me what happened to me for a few hours, you know, because I, like, I thought I was garbage. So the world treated me like garbage. You know what I mean? Like, did I deserve that? No, as a human being, I don't, but I look back on that situation. It's like, well, yeah, like that's how you felt about yourself. So the world responded. So I, it's a dual thing of like, how much negativity am I willing to have in my space externally? And also how much am I allowed to, am I allowing it to happen internally? Because if I'm running at a hundred percent negativity internal, I'm going to be 200% external. Yeah. It's all going external, looking for positivity. And I have that in quotes to fix my internal one when like, that's not how that works, bitch. No. 
you know, and so in the beginning, I was so desperate. I was so desperate to learn how to love myself that when I started having negative thoughts about myself, I would be like, God, please take this away from me. It's not serving me. Like I'm talking a lot about what serves me, you know, because that's what it just came down to is like this negativity has never produced something positive for me. It has never produced something that I really wanted. <laughs> never. But it was something that was either given to me by myself, from the world, from both, from Grinder, from whatever it is that I internalized and kept as my own, but made it a little pet. Made it my little tiny pet. Oh, I feed it and I, 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 do. And I yep. Oh yeah. Um and yeah, so again, like I was so easily able to prey on other people's negativity, or I was easily able to prey in negative ways because I was preying on myself in negative ways every single day. And so once I made that, that paradigm shift of like treating myself with worth, I then also start to treat my external spaces with worth as well. And it's like, I don't want this in my space. You know what I mean? Like, does this spark joy? Basically is kind of what I'm thinking of it as, but like, how do I deal with negativity today? Well, it's to me, as almost all of my things do, like it starts internal. Like, how am I treating myself? How am I thinking about myself? And it goes down to like, ever since moving here, I was struggling even with feeding myself, like because of money and because of my weight, like I was starting to take on really anorexic tendencies. Um, I was afraid to buy food and I was also afraid to get any fatter than I already am. And so then I, so if I'm treating myself like that through action and through thoughts, then I'm allowing other things to be negative as well in my life, because I'm already co-signing it for me personally, like why not co-sign it externally? You know, then I start seeing the world in negative ways and then I'm not holding the door open for somebody. And then I'm not, then I'm feeding into workplace drama and like things like that. Um, and it just doesn't, it just doesn't serve me. And well, you know, yeah. And, and if you're giving it to yourself, then you're obviously going to let other people give it to you because your brain is like in that mode of like, I am the worst. And then it just is like, okay, we're, we're going to take, mm -hmm. we're going to take this. We, we, this is good. We're taking it. And I don't, I don't really want to call it like karma, but I do very much believe about the transfers of energy and what you're like, just doing drugs is inherently negative. It just, it, the way that I do them, there yeah. are people who can oh, socially yeah. go out and have fun and but yeah, cool. Fuck them. What the is way, that? Dude? The way I do drugs is negative. And again, like when I'm choosing those negative behaviors and constantly putting that out, like energetically, I'm going to get things back. And that doesn't mean that if I'm constantly doing things positive, I'm only going to get positive back, but I'll be able to handle the negativity better. But also, like I'm saying, I guess it's identifying when something is not serving me. That's the biggest part about negativity is because I can, I can be acting negative towards myself and still be like, yeah, this is good and keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like identifying this is not it. Well, yeah, that's like, the what I was talking about is like the most important thing for me is to have people around me that are able to like like I don't want to say identify it for me but like see that and um 
point that out to me so then I can work on it internally. My headphones died, so I have to keep like, uh, yeah, we're struggling over here, but we are too. Um, just having that awareness around it, and it's hard, especially when it's in your own head, because it's so easy to like, l- like do that. Like when it's something that is so that you get used to, and like after years of just abuse by myself, never mind from other people, it's hard to to recognize when I am abusing myself, yeah. <laughs> and like that thought pattern and that thought process and like mm-hmm. trying to to cancel that out and and work out of that pattern like mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier and just even just moving away from it is as far as I've gotten right but it's better than than sitting in it and yeah. perpetuating it and yeah, like what really worked for me in the beginning is I did daily positive affirmations looking at myself in the mirror but I would do that it is while terrifying, I, but I That's would do terrifying. it while I was brushing my teeth because I think people look stupid already while they're brushing their teeth. So at a time I can take myself really not seriously by the way I look, I was able to take myself seriously by the way I spoke to myself. Um, you know, and I started positive affirmations, like when I didn't even believe them, I wanted to believe them. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to say, Vincent, I love you and like really mean it. And I just couldn't. And now today I can and the thing is, it's like all my other practices, like you can stray away from them. And then these are not, like I said, these are not my default setting. I know people who their default setting is loving themselves. I'm just not wired that way. That is like unreal that people can have that as a default setting. I to, want to, my to, default like setting is absurd it, to me. My default setting is looking at myself in the mirror and saying, finish him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's okay and like I I work against that every single day but even just like saying even just having this episode like I said even earlier in the check-in like these were and continue to be teachable moments they teach me like I think that every moment um can be taken as a teachable moment if you look at it the right way I agree So yeah, like everything, I guess my thesis statement is it starts internal. And the thing is, if you can't do it internally, you have to make sure you're putting yourself in positive environments to start that whole concept. Like we'll love you till you learn how to love yourself. Like put yourself in settings that are inherently showing you positivity. And I guess positivity and and love I'm like putting together because I'm putting negativity and hate together. Um, well, I but, think, I think, especially when it has to do with people, positivity and love are pretty, pretty close, mm-hmm. like similar things. Um, cause if somebody loves you, then they should want to bring positivity to you and like mm-hmm. happiness to you. Everybody has their moments. And I want to just clarify that, like, this is all very um like everybody has moments of being negative everybody has times when they're gonna think poorly about themselves like that's just like normal normal shit dude I complain I can be negative like I have these these things I try to work on them but like it is inevitable and I will never be completely rid of any sort of 
negativity or any yeah. sort of complaint or any sort of like poor feeling towards somebody or something or or irritation or whatever like it's always going to be there it's just a matter of like trying to to lessen that yeah. and lessen the the toll that it takes on my my mental well-being the toll mm -hmm. that it takes on my relationships the how toll long am that, willing to like, let it stick around like how willing am i to let it go unnoticed like uh, all these things like i I looked past my negative self-talk because I just was so like, I'm not, I so don't even understand how to even conceive fixing this. And it was serving me like negative self-talk can serve me. Like you said, sitting in self-pity, like that's having it serve me because I'm sitting in this fucking miserable state and it cosigns sex, eating drugs, this, that, the other, but those solutions never work long-term. So no, yeah, this was really interesting. I also I am having this feeling, I want to end it by saying this, I'm having this feeling where I'm like, I don't really know what I talked about. <laughs> I like, honestly, like, I'm like, I need to re-listen this episode. Usually I re-listen to it and like, wait for like the good parts. In yeah. this one, I'm literally like, I don't really know if I said anything worth listening to. I think that you did. And I think you don't remember because god was talking through you oh my god i think it's also just been a really <laughs> hectic it's probably true which is interesting i haven't even thought about that this whole time um but um that i it's so much has happened like i moved inside and my roommates came home and this and the other like there's just been so much like chaos i don't even have somewhere to sit i'm literally holding my microphone on my lap because i don't have a table to sit at it's just a whole stressful thing but that's okay. Thinking positively, I have a home. I have Wi-Fi. I have the ability to do this. I am muting and unmuting my microphone because I my headphones died. So I'm uh, trying to oh, yeah. make it so that they can't hear you uh, while I'm sitting here listening to you. And yeah. Well, thank you all for coming with us on this second journey as we still figure out the technical issues, but we're loving doing this. We do not have a set day of the week, so just stay by wherever you listen to us and wait for a new one. Or follow Turn your on notifications on. Smash that like and subscribe button. Um, but also uh, follow us on Instagram and maybe we'll, we'll we definitely keep that pretty kind of updated. Kind of. Um, and Emily, I hope you think positively about yourself and, and surround yourself with positivity today and tomorrow. I hope that you feed yourself and take care of yourself the way that you would feed and take care of another person today. And I love you very much. And I'm very happy that we were able to do this tonight. Me too. I will talk to you later. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.